You're listening to the CCF Saturday Night Service Podcast. To connect with us, you may chat us at m.me slash elevatemain. We hope you enjoy today's talk. Magandang hapo po. Good evening. Good evening. Good afternoon pa lang. Konti, pa, konti na lang. Good evening na. But hello, how are you today? Are you good? Are you okay? Can we ask anyone here for the first time in SNS? Meron ba tayong first-timers? It's your first time. Hey! Hello! Ayan, meron tayong first-timers. I think I remember them from uh, 2B1, right? Yes, mga kasama namin sa 2B1 Marriage Retreat in Baguio. Yes, sumasali na ako sa Marriage Retreat, guys. Dati, pangarap ko lang yun eh. <laughs> Ngayon, nandito na ako sa Marriage Retreat. Anyway, we are continuing our series called Make Your Life Count. Live to make a difference. Can you look at your seatmate and then can you tell him, live to make a difference? Oh, reply ka naman sa so, katabi mo. Sabi mo, make your life count. Yan, yan. Before we start with the message, I just want to show you some things that we thought are true, but it broke our hearts because hindi pala sila totoo. Ano yun? The first one is this. Aroma beads don't multiply. Batang 90s in the house, how many of you tried to multiply kisses? Sabi ni classmate, alcohol. Sabi ni classmate, tubig. Dadami, manganak yung kisses. You remember that? Apparently, it's a hoax. Why? Because aroma beads are very absorbent. So what, did they, what do they do? If you put them in cottons that are wet, they just absorb and they become bigger. So for example, you put three and then you put them in the cotton, eventually they, it will look like they multiplied because they got larger or bigger because they absorbed the fluid. Another thing, rain, I was so amazed at this fact. Rain will not inherently make you sick. How many of us grew na ang sinasabi sa atin ng parents natin, pag naulanan tayo, magkakasakit tayo. Come on, come on. I'm, I'm part of that, you know. Lately, I, we, went to, we went to another country to minister, and what we saw there were people walking under the rain, and they were like walking normally. And I was asking, are they not afraid to get sick? And then someone told me, you don't get sick because of the rain. You get sick because you try to you, you're drenched in the rain and then you spend time to dry it up without wiping yourself or it, the rain is actually bringing out more germs in the, in the environment and you are inhaling it. That's what causes you to get sick, not the rain. Imagine po, when we take a shower, after showering, we don't get sick, right? Parehas lang naman yun, di naman alam ng katawan natin na naulanan lang tayo, di ba? So, that's one thing that I was also amazed. Eto pa. Did you know that bulls are not triggered by the color red? Apparently, bulls are colorblind. They don't see the color. So, why do they attack the matador? Do you know that, the, the matador? Why do they attack the matador? Because of that Tela, that, that thing, you, you do like that, it looks to them like you're going to attack. That's why they attack you. 
It's not because it's color red. So you're safe, lahat po nang nakared dito. If you go to the farm, the bulls will not attack you for wearing red. Okay? But it pays, diba? It pays that we know truth. That's why it's very important to know truth. And here in our Corinthian series, Paul was actually doing that to the Corinthian believers. He was talking to them to open their eyes to the truth because they have been falling into many lies, many misconceptions, and Paul wanted to correct that. Okay? Look at this. Chapters 1 to 6, Paul started talking about church problems. In church, here in CCF, do we still have problems? Yes. yes, okay. Yung mga first-timers, hindi pa sila nag-yes ng may passion because they don't know it yet. <laughs> but later on, they will know. And then chapter 7 to 14, we talked about the marital issues, you know, the gray areas of our beliefs, even the spiritual issues. And that's why last week, Pastor Marty encouraged us to build up one another, to really serve one another and love one another because that's why we are called to be the church. We are to build up one another in love. And when we enter chapter 15, and chapter 15 is the second to the last chapter, that's why it's very important because we're finishing for this year one book, 1 Corinthians, tapos natin siya as a church. And so it's very exciting. Bakit importante? Why is this important? Because everything that we're talking about in the past series, in the past Sundays, and even up to today, and even next Sunday until the end, it's all theological. So you have to ground yourselves into what you know about God. If you want to make your life count, if you want to validate your existence in this life, one secret that I will tell you tonight, know, believe, and live the gospel. It's not starstruck. So some of you, maybe you say, dream, believe, survive, starstruck. Hindi siya yun. Iba, iba to, iba to. Know, believe, live the gospel. Can we just pray again? Heavenly Father, we offer up this time to you in prayer. I pray, Lord God, that I preach your word tonight. You will speak in and through me mightily. Lord, will you also keep the attention of the people to your word and that they would attentively listen, Lord God, to what you want to tell them. Open the eyes of our hearts. Open the eyes of our minds. And Lord God, will you give us a fresh encounter of who you are and what you have done for us in our lives. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We have three points for this service. Know, believe, and live. Know is the first thing. How many of you like knowledge? It's okay if you don't like. Okay, <laughs> Oh. Not many, no, not many, no, but it's very important. Why? Look at what Hosea said. Hosea, God, through the prophet Hosea, said this, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Imagine, we are destroyed, we fail, we falter, we, we make mistakes because we lack knowledge. We don't know, kaya tayo nagkakamali. How many of you nahuli? How many of you drive here? Any drivers in the house? Yeah. How many of you made this palusot? I did not know. Hindi ko alam bawal. Pero tagadong ka. Imposible hindi mo alam. It's very impossible. But 
Yeah, lack of knowledge will really destroy you. And then it said, because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you from being my priest. Since you have forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget your children. Knowledge is very important. It dictates what you do. It dictates what you do with the life that God entrusted to you. So 1 Corinthians 15 actually starts with knowing. Look, now I make known to you, pinapaalam ko sa inyo, I am telling you this so that you will know this. What is that? The gospel. When you hear the word gospel, it means the good news. It means the good news. In fact, in Greek, uh, evangelion or evangelion, it, it appeared in the Prian inscription uh, which proved, diba si, si Caesar Augustus or Caesar Augustus as what we want to call him, People actually treated Caesar... Kailangan ba si Caesar Augustus? Caesar salad lang yata alam natin. Si Caesar Augustus. Uh-uh. Si Caesar Augustus, some people believed he is divine. He is a God. And so when they declared his birth, it was a gospel. It was an evangelion. It was good news because this person will bring peace. Okay naman siya But he died. And hindi... He did not rise again. So I don't think he is the savior of the world. He's probably rotting somewhere there. We don't know. So ano bang good news? What do you do with good news? I'm gonna show you five good news. I want you to read carefully because you tonight will make a choice. You have to choose only one. You have to raise your hand only one time. The good news here. You got into a prestigious company. You won in a car raffle draw. You got a powerful visa for travel. You can go anywhere in the world with that visa. Actually, you don't have to pay for plane ticket with that visa. Wow, ibang level. Your loan got miraculously paid. Wala ka ng loan forever. Or you found a very effective cure for cancer. Nandyan lang sa bahay mo. It's the cure for cancer. How many of you feel that the good news is you got into a prestigious company. You choose only one. Prestigious company. Okay, we have we have someone there. How many of you, you feel it's good news that you won a car, an SUV, a very expensive car, in a raffle draw, and the car got delivered to your house? Meron, meron. Oh, di ba? Very good, huh? How many of you, you would want a powerful visa? A visa that can get you anywhere in the world. Yan, yan. How many of you, you would want your loans, your plans, everything that you're paying for, it's all paid for. Libre na, wala na, tapos nang babayaran. How many of you feel that's good news? How many of you feel it's good news? Nakakahanap kayo ng cure for cancer. Hindi kayo kakabahan na baka magka-cancer kayo. Ayan, ang dami rin. But, but what about this good news? The news is this. That a Savior has come and has redeemed you from your most implicating sins and mistakes. And that Savior gave you access to eternal life in heaven. Is that good news? Yan, ganyan church, ganyan. That's the gospel. And that's the gospel that Paul preached 
to the Corinthian believers. He said, I preach to you. He said preach two times. It's like a eulogy. You know, he, he gave it to them. He explained it to them properly. He talked to them clearly. And he reached out to them so that they would know. Yun ang objective niya. Eh. That's his desire. The gospel is not an opinion, ladies and gentlemen. It's not an invented story. It's true, and you will see that tonight as we go deeper. And then he says here, if you, by which you are also saved, if you hold fast. So this gospel, this good news, it saves us if there's a condition. Ano yung condition? If we what? Hold fast. What does that mean, hold fast? In, in Greek, it's kateko, and what it means is you continually believe. Whatever happens in your life, hindi natitinag yung iyong belief. It doesn't break how you believe what you believe because you know until the end, this is true. The gospel is true and you can count your life on it. You can put your life on it because it's dependable. Yun yung condition. Unless you believed in vain. There are many times in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, you will see that Paul was pointing out that it's possible that we believed in vain. You know what that means, believing in vain? It means you heard it, you know it, but you did not regard it as important. Meaning, it's something that, okay, okay, by the way lang. You neglected it. You allowed it to be wasted because it did not change your life. That is the problem. You know, the enemy of this people, of the Corinthians, the Greek thinking. You know that the Greeks are smart. Kaya nga po tayo may problema sa trigonometry, sa math. Sila yan. Nabor sila sa buhay nila. mag nga ako ng math. Ganyan. Tapos ngayon, ayan, bumabagsak ako sa math. Lahat ng score ko sa exam namin nung high school, tsaka nung, ah, no, no, no elementary tsaka high school, yung score ko sa math laging kalahate. 25 over 50. Alatang nang hula lang eh. Di ba? Ano problema doon? Ito kasi yung Greek thinking. They really are fond of thinking. Mag-isip tayo, mag-isip tayo, mag-isip tayo. And then, they have this notion. And you have to remember this. Para you will not get lost in 1 Corinthians 15. The thinking of the Greeks is that when you die, you die. Your body is a case. It's a cabinet. So when you die, you rot there and your true self will come out. It's the soul. It's the spirit. That's a Greek concept. Okay? That's a Greek concept. Now, why am I telling you this? Because if you embrace the Greek concept, it doesn't matter now what you do in life. Because this body will be wasted anyway. At least in my heart, I love God. But if I sin with my body, it's okay. Because the body will be wasted. You see? You see the issue? Nakikita nyo? It will be very hard for them to live for Jesus because they embrace this kind of thinking. Now, what is the truth that was given to them? This is our memory verse, brothers and sisters. I delivered to you as of first importance, meaning this is priority. For all the things that you hear from me, this is the most important. What is it? 
that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Meaning, it was already said before. It was written, it was told, it was shared to them. It was there already. First importance, it is according to scriptures. And then what? He was buried and then he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. You have to memorize this because this is this weekend's memory verse. Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 to 4. What is Paul saying here? I'd like to show you a photo of, do, do you know the Dead Sea Scrolls? How many of you heard about the Dead Sea Scrolls? The Dead Sea Scrolls, when they were discovered in the Qumran cave, it was proof that the Bible is true and dependable because the record is there, complete, walang sabit. Ano, ano yung nakikita natin doon? One of the exhibits, no, when you visit the Qumran cave, is this long scroll writing the book of Isaiah. Imagine, ah, this is in, the, in their country, who do, they don't believe in Jesus, they just, they just don't want to accept who Jesus is. But in that exhibit, you have the book of Isaiah there. And Isaiah 53 is a very important passage. Why? Look at this. But he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening for our well-being fell upon him, and by his scourging we are healed. Who do you think this verse is talking about? Jesus. Jesus. Sino ba yung scourge? Sino ba yung napahirapan? Who was pierced through for our transgressions? That is already telling them. That's what you did to Jesus. This is Jesus. And then it continues. Isaiah 53 verse 6. All of us like sheep have gone astray. Lahat tayo. Each of us has turned to his own way. But the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. Imagine how many of you have sinned. You've done something wrong. Please keep your hands up. You've done something wrong. You know you've sinned. Once in your life, maybe twice, thrice, gano kadalas ang minsan. Please keep it up kasi po naghahanap ako ng hindi pa nagsin. Baka sakaling may hindi pa nagsisin eh. Yung ibang hindi nakataas natutulog. Oo. Thank you. Everybody sinned. Accepted? Accepted po? Okay. Lahat tayo. The scripture is honest. It told us this. But our iniquities were placed on Jesus. And if you continue reading, his grave was assigned with wicked men, yet he was with a rich man in his death because he had done no violence, nor was there any deceit in his mouth. What is it saying? This man, this, this capital M, this, this capital H, he is not a sinner, but he received what we should have received. Yung parusa sa atin, sa kanya binigay. The Lord was pleased to crush him, putting him to grief. If he would render himself as a guilt offering, he will see his offering, he will prolong his days. What is this telling us? When you read scripture, you see Jesus even in the Old Testament. It tells you already what Jesus will do. The plan of God was revealed to them by tiny bits of pieces. Even Genesis 3 pa lang, God already declared what He's going to do. Ngayon, anong crucial dito? To make your life count, you have to know what you were blessed with 
because of Christ. If you do not know this blessing, you will miss out on an opportunity to enjoy the life that you have now. Because the secret of your enjoyment, the secret to making your life count is already there. He's done it. He's accomplished it. It is done, tetelestai, he said. And that's your freedom. That's the benefit that we have in Him. You have to know that. But many people know, walk around in the Philippines, walk around in your city. Paglabas nyo lang dito, ask people, do you know Jesus? Many people will tell you, yes. Yes, I know. Do you know that Jesus loves you? Yes, I know. Jesus loves me, this I know. Kakantayin pala, for the Bible tells me so. But it's not enough that you know. You also have to believe. And when you believe, you look for something that is very important. Para po maniwala tayo. Kunyari po, para maniwala kayong sabihin ko, pogi ako. Okay? <laughs> pogi ako. Kailangan patunayan kung pogi ako. Diba? Kaya hindi ko lang sasabihin pogi ako. Kunyari, sabihin ko na lang, matalino ako. I am smart. I need to prove to you that I am smart. So I will show you my grades, my medals. I will have to show you. Uh, people, husband and wife. Husband and wife, can you raise your hand? Husband and wife, are you here? You came to the point of offering love to one another. And that love had to be proven. Tama? Mahal mo ko, sige nga, sunduin mo ko tonight. Mahal mo ko, sige nga, Starbucks mo nga ako. Diba? Love mo ko, sige nga, text mo nga ako, dapat 50 times, ha? Mga ganyan. Naku! Proof! Proof is very important. Proof is the idea of proving a statement is true. That was done even before the time of Christ. No, Back at the B, uh, 5th century BCE, philosophers, these Greek philosophers, have already wanted to prove the things that they would assume. I assume, I, I think... That A squared is equal to B squared plus C squared. So para maniwala tayo doon, they have to create proof. So they have to do computations and they have to show that this is true. Understand? Proof is in the pudding. Ngayon, maraming proof that the resurrection happened. I'll show you a few. The first one is the, the execution of Jesus was a proven historical fact. You cannot deny that Jesus was killed, that Jesus was, uh, that Jesus suffered an execution, and even atheists who studied it would admit that the fact is indisputable. You cannot contradict it. Why? Because there are proof, proof writings, proof records that it really happened. The other proof. The tomb was empty. Send whoever tomb raider you will send. Wala siyang makikita. Wala siyang makikita. Hindi mo makikita si Jesus doon. Because the tomb was empty. Even the Roman records declare that. And also, walang alamat. The news spread quickly. People started talking about the resurrection. Nobody was given the chance to invent, uh, you know, uh, uh, an alamat. Actually, the Jews tried. 
The Jews tried. They wrote a legend about Jesus. And that's what they pushed for all the people to know. Jesus was a cheater. Jesus was a son of a prostitute or anything and all these things. And Jesus was not really God. He was just making magic. So they couldn't deny the fact that Jesus was making miracles. You see, even fake news did not defeat Jesus. And there were eyewitness accounts. There are nine ancient accounts inside and outside the New Testament that people really encountered the living Jesus Christ. One of those is the Apostle Paul who was writing this letter and he was telling them, I saw Jesus. I know He is alive. So pag tingnan natin to, Sabi, pagpatuloy natin, verse 5, and that he appeared to Kephas or Cephas. Who is that? Who is Kephas or Cephas? Peter. That's his name in Greek. No, Peter, then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 brethren at one time, most of whom remain until now, but some have fallen asleep. Ibig sabihin, guys, when Paul wrote 1 Corinthians, you can actually go and look for people who knew and saw that Jesus was alive. When he wrote this, there were still people who can talk to you and say, yes, I saw Jesus. You see that? Merong kang witnesses. You don't have to open a book to read. Merong bang Jesus? Merong bang Hindi. You can go to them. Tao po. Aling Beching. Aling Beching, nakita mo ba si Jesus? Ay, oo, nakita ko. May ganun. You can actually exchange stories with people who truly saw Jesus during that time. And these people, they started to preach the gospel. They preached the resurrection. I'm not going to all the texts anymore. I just want to show you. It, they're very small here. But Peter preached it. God raised Jesus from the dead. In his second sermon, he preached it again. God raised Jesus from the dead. Peter and John preached in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. The apostles preached God of our fathers raised up Jesus. Paul and Barnabas, they said God raised Jesus from the dead. He raised up Jesus. He raised him up from the dead. Paul, when he was preaching in the Areopagus, you know, because Greeks, what the hobby of the Greeks is that they would go to a place. Our hobby today, we will go to malls, right? And then we will window shopping. What, do we, what is window shopping? Tingin-tingin lang. Uy, maganda. Fit mo, fit mo nga. Fit, picture. Tapos, ang tanggalin ulit. Tapos, uuwi na. <laughs> Yun mga hobby natin eh. But you know, during their time, the hobby of people, I will go to the Areopagus and I will look for people to debate. Ganyan sila. You know, is this your belief? Because I believe this, I believe this, believe this. Ah, that's wrong. That's their hobby. They want to talk about what they believe in. Okay? But Paul did that. And when he joined the debate of the people, the, the people discussing their beliefs, he preached the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. That's how sturdy the story was. Because it's true, it's factual, it's undeniable. In fact, the apostles died for this. James was beheaded in Jerusalem. Nathanael was crucified in Armenia. Matthew killed by a sword in Ethiopia. Andrew crucified on an X-shaped cross. Thomas thrust through with pine spears in India. And that's why there are Thomas churches in India if you go there. 
Philip was crucified in Turkey. Peter was crucified upside down. Thaddeus was crucified also. James, the son of Alphaeus, was beaten, stoned, and hit in the head with a club. Simon the Zealot was crucified. And Paul, Paul the Apostle, was beheaded in Rome because he declared this truth. And he did not... If you're spreading fake news, okay, and then they peep, the people will say, if that is fake news, we will cut your head off. Will you be honest that it's fake news? If it's fake news and you admit it, we will let you go and you will enjoy your life with your family. Will you? If you know for yourself it is fake, you will not die for something that's fake, right? Tama? Unless habi nyo talaga yung ganun. Sana hindi. Di ba? What did they do? They died for the truth. Simon Greenleaf, you, you know this because Pastor Peter brings up this, uh, this uh, person many times in his uh, preachings. No, He was a royal, uh, royal professor of law at Harvard. And he was an atheist. But when he was challenged by his students, prove the resurrection of Jesus. Prove that the resurrection of G- Jesus is fake. We will prove that the resurrection of Jesus is true. After studying, what did he say? The resurrection is one of the best documented events in the history of man. Sir Lionel, look who, another lawyer, successful lawyer, Guinness Book of World Records, he acquits people when they are facing cases, he acquits them, he sets them free, he delivers them from their trouble. He was an atheist, again, he was challenged by students. Imagine, students challenging, kaya nga mahalaga elevate eh. Kaya nga tayo may Elevate Month. Because yung mga Elevate natin, these are the people who will stand up for truth and will protect the next generation. Ngayon, nag-enjoy kayo, may baby kayo, tuwang-tuwa kayo, you have babies. Oh, ang cute-cute ng baby ko. Kabahang kayo. Pag lumaki sila, ibang Pilipinas na makikita nila. Ibang mundo na makikita nila. Kung magpapabaya tayo. If we will not focus on the next generation, we will lose them. That's why the next generation is important. Help elevate. Stand up for the youth, diba? Pastor Marty, okay ba yan? <laughs> okay, very good. Si Lee Strobel. Brothers and sisters, kilala nyo ba si Lee Strobel? Yeah, si Lee Strobel, he also was a, an atheist. But this is what he said. The resurrection is the supreme vindication of Jesus' divine identity and His inspired teaching. It's the proof of His triumph over sin and over death. Jesus beat death. Wala ka. Hindi ka matatakot ngayon sa kamatayan because Jesus rose from the grave. So death, you can look plainly to the eyes of death and say, Hi, Bye, balik na ako. I have a life. I have eternity to go to. Diba? That's it. Eh. Even the church fathers, Justin Martyr, I won't read the quotes because it will take time. Tertullian, Irenaeus, and even one of my favorite church fathers, Augustine, he declared the resurrection of the dead is true. He declared that the resurrection of Jesus is true. What do we need to do? If it's really true, we have to Put faith into this fact. 
Because without faith, it is impossible to please Him. Hebrews 11 verse 6. He who comes to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who seek Him. I share this with you because today it's very dangerous. In the U.S., you have this evangelicals. People who are evangelicals, people who are from church, and then they suddenly decide to say, I'm not an evangelical anymore. I don't believe in this anymore. I let go of this anymore. They start doing that. And people love them for doing that. That's very dangerous. You know, we were warned by James, the brother of Christ, James 2.19. You believe that God is one because we are in the point of belief, right? You believe that God is one. Yeah, the devil also believe. The demons also believe. And in the description dito, they shudder. You cannot boast and say, huh, I'm a believer. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus Christ. Oh, ganun din. Yung demonyo din, believe din. Sila nga, natatakot pa. Oh, si God, nandyan. Tayo, wala tayong pake. Di ba? Matakot tayo kung ganyan tayo. You have to remember this, brothers and sisters. Believing is not just done in the head. Dapat bumababa sa puso. It must transform your heart. You cannot say, I believe, but there's no change in you. You have to change if you truly believe that Jesus died for your sins, that Jesus set you free, that Jesus gave you eternity, that Jesus gave you hope and a future. You have to be transformed. It has to go down from the head to the heart. That's why the warning of Paul to Timothy was this. Avoid worldly and empty chatter for it will lead to further ungodliness. The talk will spread like gangrene. And then he gives an example. Hymenaeus and the other one was Philetus. These people are Christians, were Christians, but they have gone astray. Alam niyo yung mga nag-backslide? Alam niyo yung backslide na concept in the church? Ito yung mga yun. Bakit? They have gone astray from the truth, saying that the resurrection has already taken place. People believe that the only resurrection we are to talk about is the resurrection of Jesus. Nobody else will resurrect. And it's not true. Because in Christ, we will also resurrect. That's the warning. Even John warned them. They went out from us, but they were not really of us. If they had been of us, they would have not remained with us, but they went out so that it would be shown that they are all are not of us. Hindi natin sila kasapi. When you turn your back in G, uh, from Jesus, that's dangerous. When you turn your back and say, I think the resurrection is not true. Mga tugga. Matakot ka. Because you're putting an end to this faith that you have been embracing. Now, I would want to show you some people, they, they have encountered some things, okay? And so because of the problems that they saw in the church, they started to look at church as a, something that they can let go of. And it's sad, no? We don't know and we cannot judge them, but it's possible. The point is, even if you go to church, you are very, very prone to fall in this same way. I've read Joshua Harris, I Kiss Dating Goodbye. Because, you know, since grade one, I've been having, I've, I have a girlfriend in grade one. I don't know why. What did I do with my life? 
But kakanood yan ng ano eh, mga TGIF, mga ganyan. Mga, ha? TGIS pala, sorry, TGIS. TGIS, kinorek ako ni ate. Gimmick, you know? So I, I read this book many times after heartbreak. Pag binraykan ako ng girlfriend ko, I will read, I kiss dating goodbye. Godly, godly ako. Tapos, mga next week, next month, may bago akong girlfriend. <laughs> Hindi na natuto. But now, you know, Joshua Harris, I look up to him. I have his books. But he has uh, actually announced that he's no longer considering himself a Christian. One of the um, great worship leaders from Hillsong, Marty Sampson, also declared that he left Christianity. Why am I telling you this? You need to protect the next generation. So you have to be a part of the change that should happen in the next generation. If you are not a youth, okay lang. You can support the youth. People in Elevate are doing what they can to come into schools and preach the gospel, to come into communities and show hope in Jesus, even if schools don't like them to preach. They would come there in prayer in Jesus' name and the Lord will break the hearts of the principals and they will let them in. But they need your support. If you want to support Elevate as they protect the next generation and keep Christianity going on, please support Elevate if you can. Brothers and sisters, we believe by faith and faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Yes, you might not have seen Jesus resurrected, but you know it is true because you believe it by faith. I may not have seen Jesus resurrected, but I know He is true because He resurrected me. I was once dead, but I was now alive. I know that the proof that Jesus is true you just look at the lives of the people in church. People who are wasted, people who were sinners, people who destroyed their lives and felt that it's the end of their lives, but they changed for the better. Because the power of Jesus is true and it can reach the hearts of people and it can change lives and it can give hope. It can give you clearer future. That is the power of Jesus. Do you believe that, church? Praise God. But you cannot just know and believe. You also have to live it out. Many people say amen in church. Amen, amen. Who praise the Lord. Or some of you will sing. If you know the song, may tears payan. But Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, hangga Saturday lang. You don't live like a Christian. Pero pag Sunday, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Pero pag Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, hindi mo mahahalatang galing sa church. Imposible. You have to live the gospel out. And that is what Paul was pointing out in the next verses. In verse 9 of 1 Corinthians 15, 
Paul now used himself as an example. He said, I am the least of the apostles, not fit to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. He knows he committed mistakes. He knows he did bad things. And that's part of what his uh, ministry is. When Paul stands and declares he is a Christian, there will always be people who will say, Christian? Huh? Eh, nung, eh, nung si Stephen, si Paul yung nag-approve eh. Christian na siya. He always has that attack. And he admits that it is true, but by the grace of God. I am what I am. And His grace toward me did not prove vain. Hindi na sayang yung grace na binigay sa akin. I know that is my past life. But by the grace of God, I changed. By the grace of God, He picked me up from the mire, from the mud, and He made a life out of me. Because our God makes beautiful things out of the dust. Our God delivers us from our worst mistakes. Our God gives hope. And our God changes lives. And that is Paul is saying here. Not I. He said, I labored. Ang dami kong ginawa for the ministry. I labored. Yet not I. But the grace of God with me. And that's why he wants to keep on preaching and he wants to protect the Corinthians. Corinthians, wag kayong maliligaw. Church, don't believe the lies of the enemy because the grace of God is sufficient. Don't let it go. Hold on to it and live it out. In the same manner, he encouraged. Titus 2 verses 11 to 13, he said, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men, instructing us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires, and to live sensibly, righteously, and godly in the present age. When he says sensibly, what does it mean? Meaning our lives should be lived with sound mind. A mind that is not confused by fake news. A mind that is not confused by fake religions. A mind that is not confused by theologies that are crooked. You have to have a mind that is sensible. You have to be righteous. Dikayos. What does that mean? You comply with what the Bible says. You don't go outside the Bible. You don't compromise. Some of us are forced to compromise. Because if you want to be accepted in our culture, this has to be okay with you. Christians, it's about time we make a stand. This is the line. We see people with love. We see people with care. We care for people. We are gracious to people. But this is the line and we will not cross the line. You have to be confident in doing that. And then it said godly, religiously, piously, do it. Looking for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Christ Jesus. Do you look forward to eternity? Do you look forward to seeing Jesus again? Parang di masyadong convincing ha? Kanina nung mananalo ng rapol sa kotse, tuwan-tuwa. Visa-visa. Ah! Ah! Makikita si Jesus, parang di masyadong masaya ha? Masaya ba kayo? Makita si Jesus? Very good. That's what Paul was pointing out. He pointed out Peter, James, the apostles, and then to him. Who is James here? James was the leader of the Jerusalem church. And this was not the James, the brother of John. 
This was already James, the brother of Jesus Christ. He became a leader in the Jerusalem church. But before, he did not believe in God. James, Peter, and Paul. Look at them. This is, these are not their pictures. That's why I blocked them. But imagine Peter denied Jesus three times. Said to Jesus, I will not deny you. Hindi kita mama, no. Hindi kita mama. Papatektaan kita. And then, nung nagkaipitan na, wala na. Hindi ko kilala yan. Sino yung sino kayo kilala yan? Hindi ko kilala yan. Tiktilaok! si Peter eh. But even if he did that, you see the grace of God in the life of Peter. He waited for Peter at the shores of Galilee and he prepared breakfast. Imagine ninyo, dininayin nyo si Jesus. Tapos nag-backslide na kayo, ayoko na maging Christian, manging isda na lang ako. Nanguhuli kayo ng isda. Sising-sisi kayo. Ba't ko ba ginawa kay Jesus? Yung ngayon patay na siya dahil sa akin. Tapos pagdating nyo sa pampang, sa shore, may breakfast. Nakita nyo si Jesus. Sabi ni Jesus, oh, kapatid, kumain ka na dito. Ano sa palagi na isip ni Peter? Ako sa palagi na isip ni Peter, alam ba kalasunin niya ako? <laughs> alam ba kagalit siya sa akin? Hindi. Na-amaze siya And in that moment, Peter was forgiven. When you encounter Jesus, your mistakes Your sins, your failures are forgiven and He sees you as a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. James, the brother of Christ, he did not believe in Jesus. But because of the resurrection, he stood for the, for the faith. He led the church in Jerusalem. He risked his life for this. And Paul, Paul was an anti-believer. He was mad at people who believe in Jesus because that's fake news. And he had them all persecuted and killed. But when Paul encountered Christ, a soul going to Damascus, going to persecute Christians, and then Jesus tells him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And that encounter changed his life. And he now lived for Jesus. These people are products of grace. So if you're thinking, my life is not worth it. My life is ugly. My life is, my life is not okay. My marriage is not okay. My school life is not okay. My testimony is not okay. Yes, admit it. It's not okay. But in the hands of Jesus, it gets better and better because He changes lives. And so Paul continues to write, Now if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? Why do some people now say in their church, their believers, they get together, that Jesus Christ died and rose again, they break bread, and then in that church, they also talk to each other. You know what? Si Jesus nag-resurrect. Pero tayo, hindi tayo magre-resurrect. Ah, hindi ba tayo magre-resurrect? Hindi, hindi. Ah, okay. Ganun sila. Imagine niyo yung church na ganun. Di ba? Amen, amen, Jesus rose from the dead. Si Jesus lang. 
Oh, ikaw ba si Jesus ka ba? Hindi ako si Jesus. Ah, hindi ka resurrected. Hindi mangyayari sa iyo yan. They, they started believing these lies. And Paul was saying, how do some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? There is no resurrection of the dead. Not even Christ has been raised. If the dead cannot rise again, it's impossible that we would see Jesus rise from the dead. Because we saw Him die. We saw Him buried. We saw His wounds. It's impossible. If it's impossible for all of us, it's impossible for Him. If Christ has not been raised, our preaching is in vain. Sayang to lahat. Sayang na nagsisimba kayo. Kung hindi, buhay, kung hindi tayo mabubuhay muli, sayang tong ginagawa natin. Moreover, we are even found to be false witnesses. Imagine that, brothers and sisters. We are false witnesses because we testified against God that He raised Christ whom He did not raise. For you to say that Christ was not raised from the dead is you attacking God. It's you attacking the entire beautiful plan of redemption that God has for you and for me. Your faith is worthless. You are still in your sins. That is why Tim Keller in the book, The Reason for God, he wrote this. If Jesus rose from the dead, then you have to accept all that he said. If he did not rise from the dead, then why worry about any of what he said? The issue on which everything hangs is not whether or not you like his preaching, but whether or not he rose from the dead. Because if Jesus rose from the dead, everything he said mattered. Everything he commanded we are to follow. Everything He promised, we can hold on to that. We can believe and live a life pleasing to God because we know He fulfills whatever it is that He says. Philippians 2, 3, sorry, Philippians 3, 20 to 21. I'll just read verse 21. Jesus Christ will transform the body of our humble state into conformity with the body of His glory. It will happen even to us. That's what Paul is telling the Philippian believers. It will happen to you. What happened to Jesus will happen to you also. And what happened to Jesus when he resurrected? Did he resurrect as a ghost? Ooh, I'm alive. Look at this. Luke chapter 24 verse 39. Jesus said this. See my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. He rose from the dead, not just as a spirit, but also in the most physical sense. He was touched by people. Thomas, doubting Thomas, had to touch the wounds on his hands. He was alive, both spiritually and physically. And that's the resurrection that we hold on to. Later on in First. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15, Paul will even write this. If the dead are not raised, let us eat and drink for tomorrow we will die. Sayang eh. Kung walang resurrection, bakit pa tayo puputang simbahan? Diba? Eh di, mag-party na lang tayo. Magsayaw na lang tayo. Mag-inuman na lang tayong lahat. Bakit? Kasi wala palang resurrection eh. Nai-imagine nyo ba yun? Can you imagine a life that ends here and now? Dito lang, yun na yung life nyo. Diba? Something changes in your heart if you look beyond this life. Tama? Kahit naghihirap kayo in this time, you look forward to an amazing time in heaven. An amazing time in heaven 
where all your Christian relatives will also be there and you will be reunited to them and you will spend eternity with them. Yung, yung bahay natin dito sa, sa mundo, it's humble. Sometimes the roof, maybe, sometimes it's not so okay. Pag umulan, maingay, yero kasi. Diba? But you know, in, in heaven, there's mansions waiting for you. But even with the golden street and all the trees, the fruits, the animals, ako ang pinaka-excited ako, baka may makita kong dinosaur doon, Lord. Sana may dinosaur din. Gusto ko lang po makakita ng totoong dinosaur. I don't know. Pero alam niyo, pinaka-gusto ko, gusto ko makamayan si Paul. Paul, alam mo, pinangalan ako sa'yo. Nakakahiyamang sabihin. <laughs> Paul, idol kita eh. Gusto ko yung shake hands eh. Pero alam niyo, pagdating niyo sa heaven, hindi niyo na mahahanap yun. Christian si ano ah. Christian si ano ah. Nasa na kaya yun? Hindi na. Bakit? Because in heaven, when you see Jesus, it will be so glorious. It will be so amazing that you will choose to spend your eternity just worshiping Him. Pag tatlong kanta, apat na kanta dito sa church, pag naglima, napapagod na tayo. First song, second song, pumapalakpak pa. Pag peep song na, umuupo na yung iba. Yung iba, papasok na lang pag last song na. Kasi ayaw makisayaw. You know, in heaven, for eternity, because you're seeing God watching you every day of eternity, it will not be enough. You will choose to worship Him. You will choose to give your best to Him. You will adore Him. You will kneel at His presence. You will shout your praise. You will glorify Him forever and ever and ever because this is the God that saved you. This is the God that resurrected you. This is the God that gave you hope. And it is an amazing sight, brothers and sisters. Look forward to eternity. If resurrection is not true, then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If we have hoped in Christ in this life only, we are of all men to be most pitied. Kawawa tayo. Kung walang resurrection, Isipin niyo lahat ng ginagawa ni Pastor Marty, ni Pastor Peter, ng mga pastors dito sa CCF. Isipin niyo lahat ng mga ginagastos natin para sa conferences, para sa training. Isipin niyo kung gano'ng kamahal ang aircon. Naisip niyo ba yun? Nagre-reklamo na tayo. Nako, sa CCF, ang lamig-lamig. Hindi nila alam dito sa SNS. Sakto lang. <laughs> Kaya saan ka pa? Mag-SNS ka <laughs> Kasi dito sa SNS, hindi na kami nagja-jacket. Yung mga speaker naming nakaganito, payat na sila after mag-speak. Parang ako, feeling ko nag na ako ng weight. Bakit ko to sinasabi? We have hope. And that hope should allow us to change our lives. At kung may hope kayo in Christ, there should be change in your life. Sabi ng isang kanta, These are all the many changes in my life. Diba? Mga tito-tita natin, alam nila yung kantang yun. Hindi na nag-react eh. Yung mga bata, parang anong ginawa niya? Pero yung mga tito-tita, kinilig ng konte. Kinakanta ko sa karaoke yun. Maraming changes in this life. But the best change happens when you let Jesus take control 
of your life. Somebody was changed by Jesus. His name is Paul Homento. We are about to end our service, so I would want you to listen to his testimony, and I want you to see how God showed himself to him and how God changed the trajectory of his life. Let's listen to Paul Homento. I am honored to stand before you today and share a testimony of how God guided me from a life of skepticism to a profound and unwavering faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ. My upbringing was deeply rooted in a nurturing Christian home. From my early days in kindergarten through the completion of my elementary education, the teachings of Christianity enveloped me. Each Sunday, my family and I attended church, and during those formative years, the stories of the Bible served as more than mere narratives. They were the very foundation of my understanding, shaping the lens through which I perceived the world. However, everything shifted when I entered a secular high school. Here I encountered a diverse array of perspectives, beliefs, and philosophical approaches that challenged my, the foundations of my faith. This environment prompted me to question not only the beliefs of those around me, but also the convictions that I had held since childhood. The seed of doubt took root, leading me to grapple with fundamental questions about the validity of my faith. I then realized the only reason why I claimed to believe was because I was just told by my parents, friends, and churchmates that I should, and not because I have honestly studied the evidence or the proof of what I believe in. I asked different questions spanning from philosophical quandaries like, if God is real and the Bible says that he is loving, then why is there evil and suffering in the world? If he is powerful enough to instantly remove all forms of pain and wickedness, then why doesn't he? I listened and considered the answers of my mentors, but due to my mental limitations and emotional frailties back then, I deemed their answers to be lacking or unsatisfactory. Determined to maintain an open mind, I resolved not to affirm any doctrinal assertions blindly. Instead, I embraced a mindset that probed every truth claim I encountered. Living as a skeptic, my focus shifted to societal welfare, studying diligently, securing a good job, and striving to do more good than harm. It was a period of personal freedom where the absence of a final judgment after death allowed me to explore life without constraints. It didn't take a long time for me to see that this was unsustainable and destructive. I ended up becoming extremely confused regarding my definitions of what was right and wrong and what my purpose was for living. I had fallen into sin, which led me to make decisions that resulted in pain and ruin in the lives of my friends and family. Even if I was already working and making a decent amount of money at the time, I still felt hopeless, lost, and desperate for answers. I realized that not even success, wealth, hobbies, relationships, or fame could satisfy the innermost longings of my heart. When the pandemic struck back in 2020, I finally had an opportunity to settle once and for all if Christianity was actually true or not. I decided to take my spiritual journey seriously. I focused entirely on studying apologetics and theology from the world's top teachers and resources on the internet.
I enrolled in online courses and spent almost 15 hours a day researching on the historicity of the resurrection, the origins of the Bible, the prophecies that Jesus came to fulfill, systematic theology, and many other topics. I read the New Testament over six times, read the Torah three times, and listened to hundreds of hours of podcasts from Bible scholars. And after wrestling with the Word, praying to God that He reveal Himself to me, and crying out to Him for forgiveness and clarity, I came to the conclusion and could definitively say that Jesus truly is the Messiah prophesied in the Hebrew Scriptures, and that He came to die for our sins and rose again from the dead. I realized that if this Jesus, as he is described in the Bible, is actually real, then I can't stay silent about him. I can't be passive and just let my friends and family perish without knowing about his gospel. I approached close friends and asked if they could help me start online Bible studies so that we could share the gospel with anyone we could invite. This led to three weekly Bible studies where we went through and finished the book of Galatians, Ephesians, and Philippians, explaining the doctrines found in each chapter, examining it verse by verse. I also started three weekly discipleship groups to intentionally lead my friends and relatives in their walk of faith. I also had the opportunity to give talks at some CCF satellites about apologetics and theology, answering the very same issues and contentions that I had that now other college students have. And just last year, God placed in my heart to enroll in a seminary in order to hone my knowledge and skills even further. It is here where I am currently being trained, not just theologically, but God has also been working to mold my character to love Him and others more, developing a heart of servant-steward leadership. I am Paul Gideon Jomento, once a lost skeptic, but now I am found. And here, in the truth of Christ, I will stand. To Jesus be all the glory, both now and forever. Amen. Paul. Paul is one of those people who encountered the truth, and the truth did not stay in the head. You see, when we hear God's truth, when we hear the resurrection story, what it needs to do, what impact it needs for us to show that it really reached our hearts is that we would want to share it. We would want to let others know. Many people, imagine your relatives, imagine your office mates, they're thinking about life on this earth. Isang kahig, isang tuka, and they feel that all there is to life is to struggle to survive. Imagine, imagine that day when you would come up to someone and you would tell your friend, you will tell your relative, you will tell your office mate or your classmate that there's more to life than this. Jesus is alive. And if you put your faith in Him, no matter what happens on this earth, you know you have hope for the future because we live the gospel. And its joy, its blessing must be seen by others through us. 
ask yourself this. When you say you're a Christian, do people around you desire to be a Christian because of how you live your life? Show them the joy. Show them the hope. Show them that you have a greater future waiting for you. It doesn't matter if your pockets are empty. It doesn't matter if your heart is not yet tied to a spouse, a boyfriend, or a girlfriend. It doesn't matter if you don't have all the riches in this world. Because when you have Jesus, Jesus is enough. And Jesus gives you the reason to live. C.S. Lewis said, Christianity, if false, is of no importance. If true, it is of infinite importance. What it cannot be, it's that it cannot be moderately important. If you believe that Jesus is true, the Bible is true, the gospel is true, you have to live for the gospel. You have to stand for the gospel. You have to desire to share Jesus to others. You have to desire to, to tell people that there's hope. You have to tell people, people who are sad, who are depressed, you have to tell them, you know what? It's okay. But, but, but Jesus cares. Jesus loves you. That song when I was a child, Jesus loves you. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. You give hope to others. You speak joy. You speak life to people. One politician said, I would rather fail in a cause that would ultimately succeed than succeed in a cause that would ultimately fail. Christians, the cause that we are living for is a cause that will never fail because we know one day Jesus will return. And Jesus will raise the dead. And Jesus will reunite us all in that heavenly time being. And with Him, we will worship Him forever and ever. The life that we live today will impact eternity. What are you living for, brothers and sisters? The end of 1 Corinthians 15 is an encouragement. My beloved brethren, be steadfast. Maging matibay kayo. Wag kayong papalog sa iba. Wag kayong mag-give mag in sa doubts. Be seated and fixated in this truth. Be immovable. Do not move. Do not allow you, yourself to be shifted to the left or to the right by all the things that people are saying today. The Bible is dependable. The promises of God are true. And for people who have experienced the true power of God, it's true. You can trust it. Because the God that we worship delivers His promise. And He does what He says He will do. Because that is the God that we worship. Be steadfast, be immovable, and abound in the work of the Lord so that your toil is not in vain. When we say abound, itodomo. Today, the challenge for everyone, you believe, you know, but more importantly, you live it out. Ang pinakatodong version of Christian believers are Christians who will stand out in the world and will tell people, this is the hope that we have. Embrace this hope because this hope changes lives. Let's close in prayer, brothers and sisters. Heavenly Father, gracious Son, 
ever-present Holy Spirit. We worship and thank you tonight for reminding us of the gospel. But more importantly, Lord God, we thank you for reminding us of the hope that we have in you. We know what you did. We believe that you've done all these things out of love. But Lord, the challenge for all of us is that we should live it out. Lord, will you help us? Will you empower us to stand up for your truth, to embrace your promises, and to really remind ourselves when sin knocks upon our door, when, when sadness knocks upon our door, when problems arise, remind us of the great confidence that we have in you, Jesus. With you, we are more than conquerors. With you, we are greater than who we are today. With you, our lives can change. But brothers and sisters, you don't enjoy that benefit if you do not give your life to Him. So I'm talking to you. If there is anyone here, you have not yet declared in your life that Jesus is the Lord and Savior of your life and that He is able to change. He is able to use you mightily. He's able to bless you exceedingly and abundantly far above all that you can ask, think, or imagine. You have not surrendered to Jesus. You're still in your struggles. I tell you, today, the hope of Christ is here. And you have to say, Jesus, send me. Here I am. Here I am, Lord. I want to commit my life to you. Here I am, Lord. I want to follow you as my Lord, my boss. Here I am, Lord. I want to commit to you. You are my Savior. I want to trust in you. Here I am, Lord. I want to live for you. If that is you and that is the prayer of your heart, can you stand? I want to pray for you. Nobody's looking at you. Only God. God sees the very content of your heart. You're standing up today. Is you declaring, Jesus, I'm here. I don't want to waste this life anymore. Jesus, I will follow you. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. You redeemed me from my sins. You cleansed me from all my iniquities. You set me free. And I am made whole and holy and happy because of what Jesus did. Lord Jesus, you see the, the people now who are standing. Encounter them afresh. Give them that hope. Give them that joy. And assure them of their salvation in you. Set them free from whatever bondages that they have. And remind them, Lord, that with you, they can be victorious. I now challenge the rest of you who are seated down. If you will live the gospel out. And this week, you promise you will share Jesus to someone. Just sharing, just talking about Jesus. You don't have to preach on a stage. You just have to say, this is what Jesus told me last weekend. This is what Jesus had done in my life. I want you to have this also. I pray you commit. So those of you who are seated, if God is telling you, I'm calling you on a mission this week, you will declare the gospel.
this week you will stand for the gospel this week you will declare the hope you will declare the joy you will declare the truth and you will help someone come out of the darkness and step into the marvelous light if God is touching your heart commit tonight and say Jesus here I am send me Jesus ito po ako I don't have enough I don't know so much but what I know is that you are true you resurrected from the dead you loved me as I am Lord Jesus use me Jesus sees your hearts brothers and sisters those of you who stood up and embraced that challenge I really pray that the Holy Spirit will empower you this week and many lives will be impacted by this decision your relative your friend change their lives by showing them the power of Jesus Lord here we are will you send us allow us to stand for your truth allow us to know believe and live the gospel out this is our commitment in Jesus name we pray and all of God's people say amen and amen thanks for listening We'd love to stay connected with you, so make sure to subscribe to our podcast or join an Elevate group through chatting with us. See you at our next podcast.